What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Shut Up, Keep Going. I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And this is a show where we explore internet curiosities. Cute. Wow, that was really effortless. So effortless. Gorgeous work. As I say, Febreze. Is that, <laughs> does that have anything to do with Febreze? No. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, we're talking shit <laughs> we're talking things today talking which is great. shit talking shit yeah so wim hof do you know who that is no what that is so wim hof is a dude who has a method the wim hof method yeah that's what it's called oh i know it you do no oh okay so wim hof aka the ice man um is a dutch extreme athlete known for his ability to withstand freezing temperatures that's how he gets i don't like that it's too cold it's too cold man it's too cold but the man has set guinness world records which we've talked about before and if you want to learn more about what the deal with that is go listen to that podcast episode it's like one of our first ones Mm -hmm. that feels so long ago i know we've been doing this for so long good for us dude i know the follow-through is impeccable. It really is. Yeah. The commitment. Like when I go on our Instagram and I see how many posts we have, I'm like, wow. What? What a journey. What a journey. Um, but so he set Guinness World Records for swimming under ice and prolonged full body contact with ice. Previously held the record for a barefoot half marathon on ice and snow. So does he like, l- he obviously loves it. It would appear so. Like, does he get pleasure from it? I mean, he's not, like, coming afterwards. You don't know that. You're right. (laughs) I wasn't there. I don't know. Can I just say that there's way too many jokes to be made about the fact that ejaculation colloquially is referred to as coming, and we use the word coming and come all the time in the normal language? Yeah. Like, what's up with that? I think, okay... This might sound really stupid, but I always thought it was like, I am like, come, it is coming because it's like, I am coming. It's exiting and entering an orgasm to a new destination. No, like, I am, yeah, like, like, imagine an orgasm is like a, a location, like a gas station, and I'm driving, I'm, co- I'm arriving, I'm coming. Yeah. That's what I thought it was. Is it not? No, it's spelt differently, dude. But I thought that was like slang. No. What is the etymology of cum? That sounded really smart. That sounded really smart. C-U-M. It's slang for semen, obviously. But where did cum come from? Ew. Don't go on the Wikipedia page for semen. There's a sample of it in a Petri dish. I that was better than what I thought you were gonna say. Oh, okay. Well, it doesn't matter. He's doing the stuff on the the cold things. <laughs> uh, he's also sixty one. Good for him. Yeah, it probably keeps him young. The thing that I don't have the answer to though is like, we'll get to the Wim Hof method, but that like is available for free. You can just look up what that is. How does this man make money? Like, does he just go in cold things? Does Red Bull not, like, support him? I don't think... He's definitely not a Red Bull athlete, or he wasn't when I was at Red Bull. I would have known that. Or, like, as uh, something akin to that? Oh, I guess he has a bunch of books. What is, does he compete in stuff? I did a bad job researching this. I don't have any of the answers okay, to this. It's okay. He it's just okay, holds a bunch okay. of records. He's a record guy. He's a record guy. I actually just realized, too, I've definitely listened to a podcast, a long-form interview podcast, uh of him anyways so he also climbed mount everest wearing nothing but shorts and shoes but he aborted at twenty three thousand six hundred feet because of a foot injury but he did successfully climb mount kilimanjaro wearing only shorts and shoes (laughs) why (laughs) why is that a thing that's the whole time i was looking at this i was like why is this why would you like okay i've been pondering the creative process a lot lately and thinking about like inspiration and coming up with ideas and like i just want to know how he came up with the idea to like hey you know what i'm gonna do climb up this really big mountain that's extremely cold but i'm only gonna wear shorts and shoes why my thing is like at least don't wear shoes or like don't wear 
like be in your undies. Maybe he like shorts and shoes is like that's just a poor fashion choice. Is it though? For the task at hand. I mean, not if you're trying to What are you proving by that? That you're the Iceman? Then be naked. I'm the Iceman. I'm the Iceman. I feel like the Iceman would have like a dainty voice. Like, I'm the Iceman. Where's my super suit? <laughs> Isn't he the Iceman? He's Frozone. Yeah, Iceman. Um, Frozone and Iceman. Frozone doesn't even have an eye in it. Okay, but ice he does ice stuff. I mean, there's plenty of people who do ice stuff. Articuno. Mm. The legendary Pokemon? I don't... I wasn't that into Pokemon. Oh, my God. I just liked... um kirby mm-hmm. kirby's not a pokemon <laughs> what is kirby it's a just another character nintendo are you kidding you thought kirby was a pokemon this whole time oh wait i knew that sorry i'm like also looking at pikachu in the like right below it and so i'm confused. oh that's right yeah so pokemon there, I, I pokemon up there too. i definitely know that i just want to strike that from the record <laughs> i know that <laughs> it's okay my favorite pokemon was eevee oh that's cute I never really liked Evie that much. I know Evie's like a fan favorite, but I just feel like it's Are you like saying she's a whore. <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe I am. So I went to the bank and opened a bank account. Congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. And they are you saying that because I keep talking about it? No. <laughs> like I did this adult thing. I opened a I bank account. I just don't account. know, like it <laughs> seems so, like a big thing. My bank account still says Katie's college checking. <laughs> <laughs> no this is the first time i've ever opened a bank account okay. all my other accounts have been opened by my parents or alex they were previously alex's accounts and we just like merged them they asked what my business because it was a business account they asked what my business like what kind of business i would be doing and then at the end of it the guy was like well are you in the adult entertainment industry and I was like, no. And I was like, I was like, oh, are you asking because of OnlyFans? Because I told him I was like an influencer. And he was like, no, we have to ask that because if you say yes, we can't open the account for you. Why? They can. He said it's just like this, like not loophole, but he was like, you know, there's ways that like the banks are allowed to discriminate, and that's one of them. Isn't that Why interesting? Why do they want to discriminate against that? Because he said that like that industry deals primarily with cash apparently and banks don't want that because of the amount of liability because of the potential to like launder money. Oh, interesting. Which I thought was really fascinating, especially, yeah, I don't know. I'm not like super keyed into the like sex workers conversation, mm-hmm. but it was very fascinating to see like a huge big establishment just be straight and he was like this is really common like most banks have these policies and i was like well then where do they bank and he was like well most people would just say no but i have to ask the question and i was like oh interesting oh yeah because you could just be like nah not me do you have an only fans no oh don't get the kids excited sorry i do not have an only fans well but i was saying that because he knew because i had to state that i was an influencer for purposes of business oh, and so he I, knew and i thought he was asking me if one of the things you influence yeah was she's that. not on only fans i am not on only i fans. on the other hand <laughs> i'm not on only fans i have thought about making one just putting pictures of my cats and seeing oh, how much people will pay me <laughs> that's the like goddamn dream right yeah i take so many pictures of my cats so now that i have doing the film camera thing i actually was getting mad at alex because he was using all the exposures on the cats and i was like one they hate the flash stop two we have so many pictures and they're all the same picture they're not even doing anything different it's the same picture they're just like like cats are so photogenic and you're like wow like that is like i have to capture that truly though ernie yesterday stood on his two legs (gasps) i love that and i was just like I got it in a picture. It was very I cute. love them. So th- speaking of love, Wim Hof loves to be freezing, <laughs> apparently. And the Wim Hof method. So the claim is that he's able to like achieve this due to his aptly named Wim Hof method, which I'm going to read. This is straight from the website. Okay. Regulated by the autonomic nervous system, inhaling oxygen is an unconscious process. Fortunately, it's an unconscious praxis. Otherwise, we simply wouldn't have a break as we'd have to deal with it 
incessantly. The amount of oxygen that we inhale through our breathing influences the amount of energy that is released into our body cells. On a molecular level, this process is via, oh, sorry, this progresses via various chemical and physiological processes. Breathing is the easiest and most instrumental part of the autonomic nervous system to control and navigate. In fact, the way you breathe strongly affects the chemical and physiological activities in your body. Throughout the years, Wim Hof has developed special breathing exertions that keep his body in optimal condition and in complete control in the most extreme conditions. The breathing technique is first and foremost premised on inhaling deeply and exhaling without any use of force. Um, so the reason why I got kind of into this was because I've been focused. I realized that I'm a chest breather. (laughs) I'm trying to breathe like that. (laughs) Um, where you primarily just feel your chest going up and down. And I was talking to my therapist about it and she was suggesting to try and breathe from my stomach because she said that that has like more anxiety reducing properties. Okay. And like focusing on your stomach going out when you inhale and coming back in when you exhale. That is true. I feel anxious when I breathe, focusing on my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just like, I don't know how I ended up on Wim Hof specifically, but I was just curious. Like, so that what? helps regulate your body temperature if you don't exert I don't know breathing. if it's... I'm not that's the thing I couldn't I was kind of unclear on if it regulates the body temperature I must I'd imagine it has to to a certain degree or if it's more you almost get into like a like when he's doing things like climbing mountains mostly naked um maybe you're just in such a meditative state that Mm -hmm. you like get through it I don't know well because that yeah that's interesting because I do know just from my this sounds so stupid comparing my cold temperatures to this man. <laughs> my cold temperature is 75 degrees. But sometimes like when I used to live in San Francisco, it was cold a lot. Obviously, it wasn't that cold, but it was cold. <laughs> I grew up in Orange County. OK, it's hot all the time. And there were times where. I would think about it a lot. And so I would be very, very, very cold. And then there are other times where I would be not paying attention and I would be fine. I do think part of it is a mental game because I'm similar. We we both grew up in Orange County and I've lived in Orange County in LA my entire life. So like I really am temperate weather and I double down on the fact that my ancestors are from a an island yeah um with tropical weather so it's just in my blood to be very temperate to weather um but i realized that like okay so let's say it's like 50 degrees in la i don't know what to do with myself like it is ungod like i don't i truly don't know how to dress so that i don't freeze and but i snowboard and obviously, when you're snowboarding, it's I forgot you snowboard. so cold. Like, it's so much more cold than 50 degrees. That'd be horrible snowboarding weather. Yeah. But, and you could argue like, oh, well, you just layer up. But it's like, I think that there's a mental aspect of if I know that I'm going to the cold and like I'm putting myself in the cold weather, then I'm fine. Yeah. But if I'm in a place where my brain's like, it should be warm and then it's cold, it just is like, no, I'm freezing. This is too cold. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah it's a big mental game. Big mental game, mind body connection. Uh, so if you're wondering how to do the Wim Hof method, do not worry. I always deliver. Okay. Uh, so one, you would get in a meditation posture. Then you do 30 to 40 deep breaths. Inhale deeply through the nose or mouth. (laughs) I typoed and put hose, and that's just really funny to me. Inhale through the hose. Like, what if we all hose? (laughs) Uh, Deeply through the hose or mouth, and exhale, oh, nose or mouth, and exhale unforced through the mouth. Fully inhale through the belly, then chest, and then let go. You may experience lightheadedness and tingling sensations in your fingers and feet. These side effects are completely harmless. So third step, after the last exhale, remember you're doing 30 to 40 deep breaths, which is like kind of a lot. Yeah. Like that's so much. Um, You inhale one more time as deeply as you can, then let the air out and stop breathing until you feel the urge to breathe again. And then fourth step, when you feel the urge to breathe again, draw one big breath to fill your lungs. Feel your belly and chest expanding. And when you are at full capacity, 
Hold the breath for around 15 seconds, then let go. That completes round number one. The cycle can repeat it three to four times without interval. And after having completed the breathing exercise, take your time to bask in the bliss. This calm state is highly conducive to meditation. Don't hesitate to combine the two. Whoa. Uh-huh. I didn't... I don't know if I can follow that, but... Yeah, like I said, the 30 to 40 deep breaths, I don't know if that's just, I don't know what this says about me, but that just feels like too much. Yeah. That's like so much. Like, I feel like in this, I don't know, that's too much. Yeah. There, I see the book behind me, the Michael Pollan book about psychedelics. Mm -hmm. He goes to this like breathing retreat where they do breathing exercise to hallucinate. And he says it's very upsetting. <laughs> Not it's very upsetting, but like he, you can like hallucinate that way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. I believe it. I'm stuck. <laughs> You're like making me, my feet are itchy. Like, oh, I'm making my armpit is itchy. So I keep doing this. Oh, <laughs> I look like a monkey. Yeah, kind of. Do you think monkeys? I've been really itchy lately. I have too. I think I it's think dry. It's dry. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Like I go to bed and the the only thing I can think about is how itchy my feet are. Yeah, everything feels itchy. Yeah. Um, but so the claims of the Wim Hof method, if you're gonna take, I mean, three to four times without interval, you're looking at like 160 breaths. It's a lot. Focus breathing. Um, so the claims are Reduced inflammatory response due to hyperventilation has been documented, but not all of Wim Hof's claims are backed by scientific evidence. Eat that. Um, so on his website, he claims that it has reduced the symptoms of several diseases like rheumatoid, ar- rheumatoid arthritis, MS, Parkinson's. Um, but like I said, there's not scientific evidence to back that. And I would also say like causation, correlation sort of a thing. Like, uh, cause theoretically, if you're that, this is conjecture. Mm-hmm. If you're that dedicated to doing this routine and you're meditating, then that also I'd imagine is a huge reduction of stress. Yeah. Um, and so I'd be curious how much, is just like a reduction of stress versus like because you did this specific method but but isn't it is it supposed to be the immediate like is it supposed to be the immediate cause of that or is can it be like a therapy to help reduce stress that helps i think it's meant as a therapy because like the whole my understanding is the whole thing is like you're increasing your capacity for like your lung capacity Mm -hmm. i think but anyways this led me to look up other i'm so sorry guys i feel like this is just like the most boring why did i choose this topic i thought it was much more interesting when i first started well i thought you were gonna go about like him like in the arctic and i was like ready for that i like i don't know i i think it's because i was really interested in him and then i realized that it was like deep breathing yeah i don't know the the information wasn't laid out in like a an easily digestible way do you know what I mean? And so I probably I would have had to like re-listen to that three-hour interview and I just didn't have the time for it if I'm being honest. And so I was just like, well, like, let's just look into his like breathing tech. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, well, I was I had other breathing techniques that we could go through, but we can <laughs> skip that. You can look it up if you want. I mean they're interesting. I my therapist made me do breathing techniques and I then felt like i couldn't breathe because i was overthinking it i've been sleeping speaking of which i have empathy thank you um i've been sleeping alex and i we've been sleeping with nose (laughs) nose strips they're so great i don't even usually i was never clogged to the extent that i would be like oh i have trouble sleeping because i can't breathe but i oh man i sleep great really yeah it's amazing breathe right yeah maybe i should get one for my roommate the strips one second i'm gonna replug in my i don't know what's going on with my headset and we're back um but yeah so that's the situation i the breathing technique that i like is called four seven eight it's where you inhale for four hold for seven exhale for eight do that a few times but I do believe in breathing techniques and meditation and all that jazz. Um, 
But I don't know that that compels me to become the ice woman. I just don't understand how that relates to being cold. Like I said, I think it's more of like a meditative. Oh, because you're taking your mind off of it. Yeah. Did you hear about those know. two guys that raced across Antarctica? Mm-mm. There's these two guys. This has nothing to do with your thing, except it's another cold place. They, this one guy that was older and he was more of like a, like a adventurer in the classic sense. Mm-hmm. And then there's this other guy who is like an extreme sports guy. And they, Wait, what is your, what's the diff, like the differentiating thing for those two? Um, age. <laughs> okay what one is i guess the older guy they probably didn't have that as much like when he was doing it but he was he just like does like big treks got it and then the other guy does like extreme things Sports. and so they both started on opposite ends of the continent of antarctica and then were trying to see how fast they could get to the other side mm-hmm. i'm not sure who won but they were like pulling these sleds that had a bunch of their supplies. And I just was like, why are they doing this? <laughs> I have a friend who just started biking across the US. Oh, wow. But that's but, like, you're seeing sites, you're meeting people. I mean, who are you? Who wants to talk to you in the middle of a pandemic? It's still like there's stimulus. You know what I mean? Like you're seeing different things. Like Antarctica is literally just a white, cold see penguins. place. Not in the middle. Maybe like Santa Claus. True. I think he's on the other one. My friend rode his bike from Mexico City. No, opposite. San Francisco to Mexico City. Man, it's so far. That is far. It's <laughs> a lot of work. One time I got lost. Except I also think that sounds kind of fun. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of into it, but I'm also like, and the logistics is what breaks down for me. Yeah. Where am I? Where am I going to the bathroom? Where well, am I showering? That's the annoying thing about us not having dicks. I have to say. It's not easy. Yeah. yeah. It's like thought out, except I did see this product that's basically just like a plastic funnel. I've seen that. Yeah. And you like pee into it to help you pretend to have a dick. Do you think that works? In regards to peeing. I'm sure it does. Maybe. Yeah. I kind of like, I like the romantic attitude of doing something like that. But then it's like, then you're just on the bike for like 12 hours, like doing nothing except like being on a bike. Oh, see, I don't mind that. Like I said, it's the moments when you're off the bike and need to shower. I see. That it's really a showering for me. And I'd miss my cats. Oh, yeah. Big time. I realized how limiting it is to have cats. (laughs) Because I stop myself a lot because I'm like, oh, I can't. Oh. Well, yeah, it's like I'm going to miss them. Yeah. The other Yesterday I was watching something that involved a cat. And then I was like, man, I like really miss Ernie. And he was just sitting in my closet. And I opened the closet and sat on the floor and just like hung out with him. Because I, I was that. like, I missed you. <laughs> I do that. I feel so annoying. Because sometimes there's these boxes on that I put clothes in that are on the bottom part of my closet. And there's one right underneath my dresses. So they're kind of longer, you know, than shirts, obviously. And um, Chester likes to sit on top of the boxes. And so when I can't find him, I always go to his spot. (laughs) And I'm so annoying. I'll just, it's dark. And like the closet light doesn't reach back there. So I'll just shove my (laughs) hand in it and feel around for it. He's like, please, this is why I'm I'm here. And then I'll be like, found you. (laughs) And then I'll just try not to be annoying. I'm like, oh, sorry. And then I'll just sit in the closet and be like, I'm here with you. And I'm like, what's, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? is this do you think we were like this before the pandemic i absolutely think this has been amplified yeah it's definitely been amplified like i remember going to work and like really missing ernie but now it's like if i'm like apart from him for like 30 minutes i'm like i like really wonder what he's doing no i think it's absolutely amplified because i can't remember what the social interaction was but i had like a minor social interaction with somebody that i like kind of ish know and like the amount of social anxiety that I had during the interaction, I have because I wouldn't consider myself like an overly social anxious person where I would say like I have social anxiety. Like I think I'm I'm a very social person and I'm yeah. pretty comfortable being social. Yeah. This interaction, man, I felt like an alien. Like I felt <laughs> like I had never met another person. It was Aww. very bizarre. 
Yeah. I also find that I get overwhelmed by social stimulus. Like, all of my mom's uh, family members have been vaccinated. Praise God. Amazing. And they all were at their house. And I didn't know. I was going to stay with my parents overnight. And I didn't know that all these people were coming over. Yeah. And I, like, we were all sitting around the table. And I, like with speech i could not even speak because yeah. it was just like wow there are a lot of people there's a lot of conversations going on at once like i how did we do this can't function obviously i'll figure it out and i feel like even like i'll figure it out but it was just a weird realization to be like wow i have been without being in that exact scenario for over a year crazy yeah yeah i mean it's crazy like yesterday it turned like 7 p.m. And I was like, wait, when's the last time I left my house? And I couldn't remember. And the thing, do you know when it was? When? Friday. Oh, and yesterday was Monday. Yes. I didn't left That's all weekend. Time. Wow. I should have left, right? You at least live with somebody, though. It's not like you live alone. Yeah. And like my like my family came over oh so, like yeah. i had okay okay you're good you get a pass in my book but i was like i didn't leave these walls <laughs> i get that though because there were some points where i just wouldn't leave the house during the work week and then the weekend i'd like take a walk or something crazy it's weird times we're living what a, in. what a what a time but we don't need to remind you what's your topic um i call you girly <laughs> would you still be my friend if i was like girly i'd be like hey girly what have you done to her get out hey. of her I want to know uh, if you wanted to sell essential oils. So the way that it works <laughs> is that, you know, like I recruit you and then you recruit four other people. I was going to talk about pyramid schemes, but then I'm like, everyone knows them, but I just want to gab about pyramid schemes. So the thing is, like I, it's, I, I guess it wasn't this episode that we were talking about this, but you were talking about how you took an ADHD test and they were asking you about definitions and basically that it's like common in ADHD folk which I am one, so, so please don't take this offense. I feel, I, I'm saying that to like protect myself, like please don't take this offensively. Um, but how we take the definition of something based on like context clues rather than actually knowing what that is. Yeah. And I feel like that's me with pyramid schemes where like, I like, cons- like I think I get it, but if you ask me to actually describe it in detail, I don't know that I could. Yeah, I. that's why I kind of wanted to, do, maybe I'll do it next time. I just, I I think it's a suburban thing. Like, I just know so many people that have been involved in pyramid schemes. Is Pampered Chef a pyramid scheme? I don't know. Was your mom in that? No, we had a neighbor that was. And I remember going to the Pampered Chef parties. Yeah, it is. Oh. If something, okay. That's like the Tupperware parties. Don't come for me by this statement, but I'm like 80% sure it's true i'm pretty sure if anything's considered a multi-level marketing company it's a pyramid scheme but i think pyramid scheme like is also like that it's used broadly but it's a pyramid scheme is technically illegal so it's like the extreme version of a multi-level marketing company Mm, got it Where i think like all the money gets funneled to the top when i think of multi-level marketing how they get away with it is like everyone's kind of making money um there was a guy that i like sort of dated in high school in high school think about high school we were mid high school i was a sophomore and he was a junior and he was like really into multi-level marketing like schemes like he wanted to be involved i think he was involved in like four of them wait he was involved in high school like what what was he selling i don't remember i just remember he would always tell me about how he was gonna be a millionaire before he was 20 because he was like in all these mlms and i was like huh wait can i jog your memory with something yeah do you remember in elementary and middle school how they would involve us in selling yes to get go to water parks did you ever have... Oh, you got to go to water parks? <laughs> yeah. What? Raging Waters. Not Wild Rivers. Wild Rivers was the good one. I think Raging Waters was better, low-key. <gasps> it was, like, bigger and farther away. But it was dirty. Even oh, as I a child, remember. I was like, I Wild never got Rivers to go. clean. I never got to go. That's just through, like, my hearsay. Yeah. But did you have to sell Weebles? So we didn't sell... You got Weeble... For us, it was you got Weebles as a 
prize. Okay, so you're not selling them. No, we sold magazines and gift wrapping paper. And then you would get Weebles. So it was like, if you sold like one magazine, they'd have like check-in points, I think like once a week. And it's like, if you sold one magazine before the check-in point for the week, you got a Weeble. And for us, a Weeble actually kind of looked like a Kirby. I feel like it was like a little ball with like eyes. Wait, I'm trying to... Like a fuzzy ball. A Weeble, not a Weeble. A Weeble is a different toy, just to set the record straight. A Weeple is a small spherical fluffy toy with large googly eyes. Weeple. Oh, that sounds like what I'm talking about. I'm so confused what like that was so weird. Oh yeah, we had Weeples. Weeple was Wait, you guys sold these? These look- No, no, we didn't sell them. I think you got them if you sold magazines. That's was, what I just said. I know, no, 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 I know. No, I know. I remembered incorrectly. But oh, what was okay. so weird is I for some reason remembered this like out of the blue. Like I haven't thought about it since middle school. And I remembered it and I was talking to Caleb and his friend, his childhood friend, and he was like, "Oh my god, we sold like we did that too and he grew up in new york city so i'm like why is this such a thing i was just gonna say that that's interesting since they were east coast yeah coast to coast like how do they know that just putting googly eyes on a pom-pom would like (laughs) force kids into capitalism (laughs) well and like i feel like there were like cheap weird toys that you would get yeah i felt my parents so supportive i feel like they spent a lot of money on magazine subscriptions so you could do it so i wouldn't look like a loser my this is actually so sweet of my mom she told me she was like that's a scheme she was like you don't have to sell magazines and i was like thank god because i don't want to and she was like when everyone goes to raging waters i'll take you out of school and take you to disneyland so she did what a lady (sighs) right what a lady one of my best memories of all okay we Isn't sound so spoiled so going to like Disneyland knows? all the time. Can I just explain that we lived really close to Disneyland? It was a common thing to go to Disneyland a lot. Yeah, it was like going to the beach. Yeah, and like which I guess also sounds so spoiled. <laughs> it was just like going to get ice cream or like to the movie theaters. And when we were younger, the passes weren't as expensive as they are now. I think no, they that probably makes were. sense because I feel like the passes have definitely gone up since even Alex has lived here. I remember when my parents first got annual passes. I was a little kid. I remember specifically that they were ninety nine dollars. Oh, really? That's yeah. it? Is that crazy? That makes sense though, because like I, I've only not had a Disneyland pass for like two years of my life, and it was when I was in college and didn't have a job for two years. But I otherwise I had a pass from the moment that you needed a Disney ticket until I left for college until I moved to LA. I haven't gone to Disneyland since high school. Oh, I love Disney. Do you want to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love Disneyland. I know that there's like a stigma around like Disney adults or whatever, like whatever. But I I feel like why I like Disneyland since we live so close Mm -hmm. is one, it's just like, it's so hard to have a bad time at Disneyland. Like unless you're going in with like, weight from like stress from your job or like you just broke up with your girlfriend or whatever it is you know some external circumstance like disney in and of itself like is such an easy escape because it's just so hard not to be mad like not to have a good time yeah like it's just it's literally there to have a good time and so i feel like that aspect of it i feel like for us when we had passes and hopefully we'll get passes again once it opens again but it's just like we already paid for the mission so we just go in and like people watch and like grab like a drink or something and like walk in circles and why not you have to understand that like la doesn't really have parks so it's not like we can go like on a walk around the park yeah like so we will literally go on a walk around the disneyland park and it's so fascinating to watch people at disneyland so i love it well so one time my mom we used to have like what were those called early release days or whatever minimum days minimum days is that what they were called that's what ours are called they were called something like that that didn't totally ring the bell so anyways we would have those and my mom would take me out at lunch because you only had like an hour and a half after that so she would take me out at like 11 30 and we would go to disneyland that's so cool go my mom but one time we did that and there was no one at disneyland it was insane like literally no one and i don't know why i think it was like february like it was kind of cloudy And we went on a went on Space Mountain, and there's no one there. 
And so we, the only person on the whole ride. And so we got back and we, my mom's like, can we just go again? And the guy's like, no, you have to go around. And she was like, are you kidding? So we went all the way around again and like showed up three minutes later, like sweaty because it's so far. (laughs) And then we went again. And then the guy's like, do you guys want to go again? And he let us go three times. Oh, that's so fun. I don't think I've ever been to Disneyland when it was that empty, but I definitely have been there when it's like, it's a really cool chill experience. Yeah, because like the February, March is like usually the best time to go because it's in between things. And since my birthday is the beginning of March and I always usually what Alex and I do is we go to Disneyland on our birthdays. Aww. And so we always take the day off and then we go to Disneyland. And so usually it's pretty empty on my birthday. His birthday, not so much because it's in August. But yeah, yeah, I love Disney. I think it's great. Why are we talking about Disneyland? I have literally no idea. I You haven't started your topic yet. Okay, I'm going to get on that. So, um, in 1977, <laughs> you're going to like you're going to like this a lot. This is a very Sydney Ooh, story. I'm excited because I didn't I feel so bad that, that was I'm so sorry guys. I let you all down. You didn't let us down. You let us breathe. Space for creativity. In 1977, a 49-year-old German brewery worker, Erwin Kurtz, blew his life savings on his first flight, a once-in-a-lifetime birthday trip to San Francisco. Mm. He had seen it on TV and wanted to visit the Wild West. (laughs) Oh, no. As the World Airlines flight from Frankfurt stopped to refuel in a small airport in Bangor, Maine, before continuing on to California, an air stewardess who had finished her shift told Kreutz, have a nice time in San Francisco. Her words would change his life. Kurtz, who uh, on a on a typical day would drink 17 beers, uh, he was a little groggy, it was a long flight, So he grabbed his suitcase and got off the plane and went through customs, got a cab, and asked the driver to take him into the city. So the cab driver did, and he wandered around Bangkok for three days, enjoying the sights and sounds that Maine had to offer. Maine? Yeah. The the plane flew from Frankfurt and had a stopover in Maine. Oh, we're still in the stopover. Yeah. So, yeah, he stopped in Maine. He grabbed a suitcase, got off the plane, took a cab, was like, I want to see the city. And for three days, he was in Bangor, Maine, thinking it was San Francisco. (laughs) I love this man. (laughs) So within that week, Kurtz became an international celebrity. He made the Today Show and Time Magazine and was handed the key to San Francisco. In while he was in Maine. We'll get there. Um, and he became a folk hero, the world's lost tourist. So, uh, that's so wholesome. I I know it's, it's a very wholesome story. So outside of just one trip to Switzerland, he had never stepped foot outside of Germany and he'd never been on an airplane and he only spoke German and lived in a very small Bavarian village, um, and worked, as I said, in a local brewery. So uh, his trip in 1977 was a huge thing for him. It was like the biggest thing of his life. And I guess if you hadn't traveled before, you wouldn't know like stopover. Yeah. You have to get yeah. back on the plane and stuff. And so he. he yeah. <laughs> so he just got off. And that for three days, he didn't realize it wasn't actually San Francisco. So when they the cab dropped him off, he checked into the Bangor House Hotel, walked the streets, uh, went to a bar, and he saw some Chinese tourists walking through the town and was like, oh, I've seen on travel shows that there's a lot of Chinese tourists in San Francisco. Like, obviously, I'm in this city. Um And there was a rusted green bridge that linked Bangor to a neighboring town um, that didn't really seem like the Golden Gate Bridge, but he assumed that it was just the pictures made it look better than it was. (laughs) I love this. Oh, my Um, gosh. And so 
After wandering around for a while and the hills weren't as big, he was like, oh, I actually think I'm like, he's like, oh my God, so embarrassing. I think I'm in the suburbs of San Francisco. And so he hailed a cab and was like, hey, can you take me to San Francisco? And the driver sped away because he thought he was a lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So then he went to a bar and waved down the waitress and tried to explain to her that he was confused, but he didn't speak English. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. So the waitress put him in contact with a neighbor who is Czechoslovakian who spoke German. And uh, her name was Gertrude Romijn. And she says, it was so funny. He couldn't speak any English and didn't know. He was he knew there was hills around San Francisco. When we saw the hills around Bangor, he figured he was in the right area. So cute. So they took her to he she took him into his home and then like everyone just started gossiping because it was like it's a small town. And so then that's when the news spread and he uh became national news. So for being so lost was there nothing else going on i don't know i guess it was just like because it was like such a small town it was like a small logging but you town said national news yeah no 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 because it was such a small town and this guy believed it was san francisco people like thought it was so cute and like mm. so within uh days he became an honorary member of the Penobosk indian nation he had a folk song written about him he was thrown a 50th birthday party and was visited by the governor of maine <laughs> wait this is cute i love this and he is was so wholesome even gifted an acre of of land in northern maine it's like a lot I know. <laughs> what so um he uh yeah he was just like a local celeb oh and he there's a town seal like the animal that he kissed in a photo op <laughs> and they made it uh, go through hoops and it, and they said, this is for her Kurtz, who's the man. So people just loved it and they freaked out. And then uh, I just love it. He just was like paraded through town. Like he went to the local jail <laughs> on tour and um, he met the inmates who knew about him and he was really curious about american jails and um the warden says he was tickled to death he wants to stay right here in Vancouver. he doesn't even want to go to san francisco so by the time the san francisco examiner had heard about him and they footed the bill to fly him out to san francisco so once he was there he met with mayor george moscone and half hour before the mayor received prince charles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love this story you're so right this is just and then, getting better uh Kreutz told moscone the mayor that about his 17 beers a day diet and the mayor says well that beats me because <laughs> apparently he was also a drinker so he took the cable car he was plied gifts and had three marriage proposals and even became a member of the wong family association at the empress of china restaurant in chinatown which is still open and slaps i have to say so uh I don't know. That's kind of it. <laughs> that's cute, though. Well, okay. No, I love so the he, travel whim and openness. I know to new adventures. I think what interested me about this was like I remember like going on Chrissy Teigen's Instagram and seeing this photo of her like on a plane, and she was like, "Oh my god, we were on our way to Tokyo, and we were ten- like five hours in, and the plane had to turn around because a guy was on the wrong flight." I don't know why I remember, I remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. And so then I was like, wait, how, like, can you get on the wrong plane? Like, how does that even work? And apparently that happens all the time, which like, I don't totally understand. But according to the CNN article, it it's what they call the perfect storm in aviation, which is there. Uh, you would have to uh, have your boarding pass, like be obscured enough where it would go through the checker and you would just like i don't know you just have to like be so clueless and get on a flight well and i feel like it's like the 
person checking it, like scanning you in, has to be sort of not totally paying attention either. Yeah. Interesting. I'm always so afraid. I travel stresses me out so much and you think I'd be used to it. It doesn't get better. At least not for me. It hasn't. I w- was traveling so much and I feel like it just still I'm like, ah, uh, like it gets a little bit better, except in a bad way where I was always late for my flights. Yeah. Like, oh, it's fine. I just I have to get there 15 minutes early. I'll be fine. Did you get on? I'd always get on, but it'd just be super stressful. Yeah, I've never missed a flight. I've missed a few flights. One was with my parents. So whenever we'd go on family vacation, my parents like to take like super early flights out so that we'd still get there early enough that you could enjoy the day. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were going to the Bahamas and my room was in the front of the house and I was always a really light sleeper. And I remember I woke up because the sprinklers were going off. And I, I like went to my parents' room and was like, I thought you said our flight was at like six. Like it's like six right now. And they were like, oh. And so then we got everything all together and we drove, we started driving to the airport. And then my mom realized she forgot the passports. And long story short, we got there too late and they just rescheduled us. It wasn't a huge deal. Um, but I do remember the woman who worked at the airport talked to me and my brother and were like, you know, you and your your parents are such nice people and they spoke to us in such a nice way that like we're happy to help them it was really weird they were like trying to teach us a nice lesson about like being nice to people um and so yeah i missed that flight i guess that's the only flight that i've missed i almost missed one with alex very stressful because i had a job interview so i couldn't we were coming home from pax up in seattle oh and I had a job interview and I was really nervous that I was going to miss it. And you did not. And I did not. But we were, I've never been that close to missing a flight. We, I, I've i never, well, I've never missed a flight, but I've had flights canceled on me mm-hmm. as I'm about to travel. And when my family was going to Italy, we had, we got like the shittiest flight. It was like we flew, we had like three layovers <laughs> and when we went to LAX, our flight was canceled. So it was just like it fucked up the whole oh, thing. Oh, because it was all connected, yeah. So my dad, we like were checking in. My dad's so stressed out. And the woman's like, your flight's canceled. <laughs> and he was like, what? And he was so like, the look on this <gasps> man's face was like, you just killed his mother in front of him. He was so sad. Like it was, he was shocked. And that shock, the the manager was like, I think we were flying United and it was just like a horrible shit show that day. And the manager was like walking back and forth, like behind the desks to just like oversee. And she saw my dad look so sad. And she was like, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, like their flight got canceled. Like it sucks. For th-. Then the woman was like sassy to us. And the woman was like, excuse me. And she had very long nails. And she just was like, like on her keyboard she this lady got us a direct flight to rome on this like crazy airline called italia air which Mm -hmm. is like have you been on it i've never been but it's nice it's like the like it's like what italians take so it was like a very like interesting experience flying and we got to go direct it was very nice that's really just because nice. my dad looked very sad. <laughs> there you have it, everybody. Just look really sad whenever you talk to anybody. Just be very like endearing and like wear your heart on your sleeve. Yeah, I always wondered because I know people are like, "Oh, like I'm pretty, so I get upgraded," or like I said, I was like on our honeymoon, so we got upgraded. That's never happened to me. Is that real? Does that happen to people? My dad always has that happen to him. Oh, really? He always told me when you go to hotels to be like, we're celebrating. Like, do you have any upgrades? And then like really hype yourself up and they'll just like upgrade you. And I did it one time, the one time I went to Las Vegas by myself and it worked. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess usually, again, because Alex and I travel so much yeah. for work, um, Alex is all on the points game. Mm-hmm. 
because I don't really travel alone for leisure. I do that enough for work. <laughs> and so I feel like usually he's just like, hey, I'm the status. Like, do you have any upgrades? And that works. But that to me is because like he has status. Alex at the hotel. is such an adult. He Alex is the most adult <laughs> adult. But then like you talk to him and he's like kind of a goober. And so you're like, I'm so confused. But you also are like an adult. He's such an adult. Like he is so good at understanding travel and all of that. And like he just has it all on lock. And like, I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but we paid for our entire honeymoon with points. We flew first class to Japan or to Tokyo. First class to from Tokyo to um, Tahiti. You went to Tahiti? Yeah. That's so and cool. then first class back. Jeez. All with points. All of our hotels were paid for by points. We stayed at some we stayed on like an over the water hotel in um Whoa. Can you say is the floor glass? Part of it was, yeah, you could see all the fishies. That's so cool. It was really nice. That wasn't on Tahiti. That was on oh, I forgot the island's name. Oops. Um it was like so nice, but that was Alex planned the entire thing and he got all the points because he's really good at doing all. He's just like, yeah, he's an adult. Wow. He's super adult. Must be nice to be an adult. Right? I wonder yeah. if he feels like an adult. We should ask him. We should. I don't feel like an no, adult. No, it's fine. I don't feel like an adult. But I don't feel like a kid necessarily either. The more that I see like high schoolers or even college age kids and I'm like, um, I don't quite feel that. Yeah. Well, that's like my theory of being ageless. Because when I was, I felt the same age when I was there. But now, like in True. retrospect, I'm like, True. those True. are children. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend about like personal growth and just noticing and looking back at like decisions that I made, even not so long ago, but decisions that I made or f remembering how I felt when I found out about like, a rejection from a job that I wanted or something like that. And then just thinking about where I'm at now. And I have a lot of gratitude for how much I've grown, but it's just wild because I feel like that to me, because we have talked about the ageless thing and I do still feel age ageless, but I feel like that retrospect makes me realize that I am growing. I don't know that I'm growing and aging, but that it's like, oh, I'm not the same person that I was when I was yeah. in, in college, for example, even though I do feel like I'm like the same age. Does that make sense? No, I totally. I think you can only, did you already say this? <laughs> you can only see it in retrospect. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I also like your perception of age is like not based on like a number, but based on like your relation to the other person. Let me explain. So I'm a TA and I TA for graduate students and I'm also a graduate student, but they're like in their first year. And I don't know how old these people are. Some of them might be way older than me, but I'm like, oh, they're like so babies. Like they, but they, I, it's not that they're like, like I think that they're like unintelligent or something. It's like they literally seem young to me. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, wait, that guy's like married and has a kid. <laughs> it does always trip me out when I realize people that I'm, I work with like have kids yeah or i think for me age seems to be tied to these like invisible landmarks of life yeah you know kind of how like i don't know about you but i felt like growing up everybody was like by the time i'm 25 i'm gonna be married and i'm gonna have like three kids and oh like, god uh, by the time i'm 30 like i feel like it was like you know those like or you should have your career figured out by the time you're 40 and you should like do x by the time you're this age like i feel like those little life land what is going gonna call them landmines those um, landmines <laughs> um but i feel like those things are what makes me feel old and confused yeah no exactly i remember i used to be obsessed with the 27 club how everyone dies when they're 27 yeah and i was like i'm gonna make my first film by the age of 27 da, da, da. and i'm literally turning 27 in two days and i'm like i've literally done nothing great you've made films though not like a feature film like did you specify <laughs> <laughs> i did not so i won you oh, won good that's like whenever i make wishes now i'm like extremely specific <laughs> <laughs> like just in case it doesn't hurt to be specific i know but well, I don't know. I, it's all perspective. It really is. Like, I mean, those, what are they called? Milestones. Those life milestones, I feel like are all made up anyways. Yeah. So is time. Like when you turn one, 
are you actually turning one? Because you had nine months of gestation. Technically, your first birthday would be your three-month birthday, wouldn't it? Why? Well, because you were in the stomach for nine months. You existed for nine months in somebody's stomach. Yeah, but you weren't, like, conscious. Not conscious before that either, are you? I don't know. I never understood. No, it does make sense. So are you zero when you're born? That's what I'm saying, yeah. Or wouldn't you be one then and then your first year and then you're so, starting your second year? But I've actually lived 28 okay. years. Yeah. But I'm 27. Well, on your 27th birthday, oh, we'll mark your 28th year, year of life. That you, creeps it would me mark out. you entering your 28th year of life. That creeps me out. So you get the 27 after you've completed your 27th year. I don't like that. That's a lot of years. <laughs> I don't like, why can't we just be 28 then? That's what I'm saying. It's confusing. I don't know who started this numerical counting. I guess it makes sense that like, there's like fractions within one. I don't know why we're going into I don't know. So the last thing I'll say before we get out of your ears is I saw this really lovely TikTok. I think it was a video. No, I actually think it was just a video, surprisingly enough. Hey. um, Of this woman, this old woman and her daughter, but both are like really old looking. And the old woman, the older woman, the mom, hands her daughter a piece of candy that she like grabbed for her. And it's like so sweet. It, I have to show you the video. It's so sweet. But the wild thing to me was that the woman, the mom was like 104 and the daughter was like 84. Oh, yeah. And it was like just really mind breaking to be like, oh, that's like, you can be that old and like, have like a parent that's still alive and wow. is just older than you. Something that I've thought about a lot, like being around my grandmother is like, uh, my mom isn't old. She's she's older. She's in the older bracket of middle-aged now, which is crazy to How me. How old is she? She's like in her, she's like 64. How old is old? Sorry, not to derail your thing. I don't know. Like I feel 70? like the older that I'm getting, the more that I'm like, old's like 90. Well, so I'm just imagining like, can you imagine birthing, like feeling ageless, which I believe everyone does to a certain degree, having a baby, seeing this thing as a baby, and then seeing it as an old person. Like how surreal is that? Imagine you're, at, you're like that woman who's like 100 mm-hmm. and she sees her daughter who's like, elderly that must be so trippy right oh yeah i can't imagine getting getting old just feels like a big acid trip <laughs> it really does like are we still babies and somebody just like, i don't milk? understand yeah it's just i i have i've gotten really existential um and i'm sure it was a combination of the pandemic and like birthday stuff but just being like <sighs> Like, I don't want to say, is this it? But it's just like weird to think about like the problems that plague you during the day or getting stressed about sending an email or whatever. And it's like, is is that all there is? You know that song? <laughs> no. It's on Mad Men. Is that all there is? If that's all there is. I'm not going to keep singing. <laughs> it's a really good song. It's by Peggy Lee. Oh, I'm sure I would recognize it. No, I totally agree. It's like... But it just like seems so trivial in the grand scheme of like, you only get so much time and like, it's a ticking. And I feel like now in my latter 20s, I'm like, that went by so fast. It's weird because it simultaneously went by really fast, but also didn't. Uh, it went by solely fast for me oh really because when i think about like oh wow it's been 10 years since high school like that to me is like whoa that's wild but then again going back to like when i think about who i was in high school and how different it was that to me feels when i think about when i compare and contrast those it it creates the distance for me Mm -hmm. i don't know for me i just like I just remember this specifically in high school graduation 
and like going to college like those two moments like I remember like watching my parents drive away when I was in college and then like graduating in high school and having a moment alone where being like apparently this is a big deal but I feel nothing it was like I didn't feel like there was actual change happening I don't know what that says about me but then I feel like I've been plagued by by that my whole life because it just all feels like one blob of time. That's funny you say that because I also didn't feel anything. I remember my dad and my boyfriend at the time helped me move up to LA. And I remember when my dad left, it was like this awkward thing where I was kind of like, oh, is that it? Yeah. That was weird. Like, okay, now we're just on to the next part. But I also feel like I felt like I was at summer camp, which I never went to sleepaway summer camp. So I don't know why I had that feeling, but it just felt like I was like at summer camp or at like a sleepover for the longest time. Like, until I just said that, I re- I am realizing that that feeling has gone away. But for the longest time, like the longest time, I'd say even past graduating college, I felt like I was just like at summer camp or something. Yeah, I guess I don't feel like that anymore. But I agree, like going to my parents' house, it still feels like my house. Which I think is actually really lovely. That's true. But it's like it will always be home. I'm so sad about time. (laughs) I know. I'm trying to like end on a positive thing. I feel like that's positive. But I mean, it's like we are getting older and that's just like, that is life. We'll keep our youthful spirit. Yeah, that's what's important. Okay. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, (laughs) So if you're older than 27, sorry, because they probably didn't make you feel any better. Um, But don't forget new episodes every Friday image guides instagram slash shout out keep going all one word we'll see you next time bye bye